Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to another edition of That's Entertaining. This week, we'll be discussing the new film, Star Trek Beyond. Joining me to do so is one Mr. Coach Mo Mahoney. Coach, welcome back to the program. Thanks, Nate. What have you been entertained by recently, good sir? Uh, actually, this is uh, that weird part of my life where I'm not allowed to coach the kids. I'm not allowed to be in the weight room with them. I'm not allowed to do the stuff I do year-round. So I have like this two-week period where I just prep for the next season. I've uh, been watching a lot of film. Haven't done a lot of gaming. Just kind of prepping for Texas high school football. So that's that's been my whole life, basically. So when you say you're not allowed to like do the stuff that you usually do, uh, why is that? Um, okay, so they have these rules set up um, to basically, it was um, the National Football Federation or whoever, I know someone like that set it up a long time ago, but their their goal was to make it so teams didn't get an unfair advantage. And so the thought process is that if everybody starts training on the same days, has the same amount of practices um, that you'll get healthy competition, but nobody would have an unfair advantage. Um, that's kind of the train of thought. So we have this like cease and desist where I'm not allowed to be in the on the field with them. I'm not allowed to hold practice. I can't be in the weight room with them. I'm not allowed to coach them. Um, some schools I've seen get around that by hiring uh, outside coaches who aren't affiliated with the school to run some of the stuff. I don't believe in that. I believe um, the kids need the break. They've spent a whole summer lifting weights with me, so they need some some time to breathe and relax. Uh, but that's kind of the thought. So until um, two weeks from now, I, I won't. That'll be our first practice. So interesting. I didn't know that that was a thing. So mm-hmm. I, is that just Texas or is that national? Um, I, that's everywhere I've ever coached: uh, Montana, North Dakota, Florida. Um, Illinois and here all have that. Interesting. See, this is why I like talking to you. I learned something. New. <laughs> so you haven't been entertained by any games or anything recently? Uh, huh? I just haven't been Pokemon gaming. Go. I've I've played some Pokemon Go, but I kind of I took a couple days off, and then Q posted a picture of him getting level twenty. So I got to level twenty one, um, which when you get to those levels uh, twenty, it's fifty thousand XP. Um, and then from 20 to 21 to 75,000. So that's a, it's a long grind. You can't do those just in an afternoon. Um, (laughs) so I'm hoping he doesn't post a 21 picture anytime soon so that I've got some, some chill time, but it's been, it's been fun, but I haven't been as, as diehard as I was, uh, the first week and a half. So it's only, it's cause I, when, when I found out that there are certain Pokemon you can't get unless you leave the continent. It kind of took some of the fun out of it for me. Yeah, and someone posted that, or someone said that there was a user that got all of the uh, available Pokemon at this point already. Wow. I, I would love to know how they did that. Cheats. Cheat code. Pro- probably. <laughs> <laughs> so, for myself, I have not been entertained by a whole lot either. I watched the first episode of Stranger Things on Netflix at the recommendation of one Mr. Jason Lacey over at the Flux Deposed and uh, play some video games podcasts. Shout out to them. And I watched the first episode, as I said, and it was pretty interesting. I just haven't had a chance to get back to a secondary episode yet. 
So looking forward to completing that. I think it's a short one, only eight episode season, so seven left. And enjoyed what I saw for the first one. It was it was really interesting. I we may be doing an episode with Jason uh, on that, like further on down the road, if if I am entertained. So, uh, besides that, I, I played a little bit of Uncharted since the last time we recorded. I have the Uncharted collection that I got before I went on my game-buying hiatus, and I finally got around to playing the first Uncharted in the collection. So, last Saturday, I didn't intend to really play any games, but I wanted to I had mounted my TV, ran the cables and everything through the wall, and I just wanted to make sure that it ran well, that it looked okay. And so I just popped it in and just kept going, and I ended up starting it and finishing it all within that 24-hour period. Um, I mean, maybe a 12-hour period whenever I started playing it. It was all on Saturday. And that's the first time I've done that in a long time, just sit down and be able to play a game in its entirety. I took a break, you know, a few hours break, in between and about the middle point somewhere and mm-hmm. then picked it up and finished it wee hours in the morning on like Sunday morning I guess you could say so that was really cool then I played a little bit of Uncharted 2 um, I think I'm maybe 40-30% into there and then I decided to play a little more Xbox and get some more achievements and I played Assassin's Creed Syndicate so I started that up that was one of the last games I bought, too. I bought it on Black Friday last year. So um, just got into a couple of those older games and watched Star Trek Beyond. So that's what I've been entertained by. So how about we go ahead and jump into Star Trek Beyond. Mr. Coach Mo, what did you think? What were your overall thoughts? Actually, I, tell me this. I, what I were your expectations words. going in? Um, okay. Expectations were easy. Um, I expected it to be better than the second one because I didn't like the second one. Loved the first one. Went to it multiple times. Wasn't a fan of the second one. So that was my only expectation. I was like, all right, here's the bar. You know, the, the, the second one, if it's on an ABC scale, that's, that's a nice D minus. So it just has to be to D minus, and I'm good with it. Uh, I gave this, I would give this almost a B plus. Like, I will go watch it one more time. I won't watch it seven times. And the only reason I want to see it, and that was my two words, Sophia Butella. Oh, my goodness. Probably my my new favorite character in Star Trek. Was she, uh, the... she played Jayla. Yeah, Jayla. If they don't make a fourth one with her being a part of the crew... Huge missed opportunity because she was awesome. Um, loved her character, loved her humor, loved everything about her. My wife and I, like, we talked about her the whole drive home. We were like, oh, my goodness, when she did this. Oh, my goodness, when the music played. Oh, and she picked that song. We talked about how cool that character was. I was. We were so hyped, we looked her name up. And instead of just calling her Jayla, we call her Sophia Butella. And what else she, has she been in? Um, let me let me look her up real quick. Well, you can tell me your impressions. So obviously, I wasn't as 
taken aback by Jayla as you were to look her up <laughs> and see what else she's been in. But yeah, I mean, she was good. Uh, overall, I I went in with lower expectations because of the second one a little bit. She kind of tempered a little bit. But I really enjoyed it. Honestly, I went in there and it was better than I expected it would be. The It really felt like they were on this five-year mission and I got that tone that they were all kind of just, you know, run-of-the-mill, day-to-day stuff. Nothing really exciting has been happening. They've just been trying to do these weird little things. And, you know, Kirk was kind of getting, uh, eh, what, what's the word I'm looking for? Bored, maybe? Or just kind of mm-hmm. losing his way? And you could really kind of tell that it, it really felt, honestly, the way that he said, you know, things have gotten episodic. I was like, man. They actually made this kind of feel a little bit like the original trilogy Star Trek, or original trilogy, original series Star Trek, and I I kind of liked the the vibe that went in there at the beginning. They had that weird little broker deal between the the little <laughs> that that little species or whatever. Yep. And uh, it was just really well done. I mean, there's a lot of uh, interesting points to it, but it felt very much like Star Trek. Uh, it felt well put together, a good use of all the crew. I there was a little too much Simon Pegg for me, honestly. There was he was a little bit too much of a a presence in this movie than I thought he should have been. He almost had as much screen time I felt as Kirk did. I I, I don't know if I've ever heard that as a phrase before. Too much Simon <laughs> Pegg. I just that sounds so silly when you say it. Yeah, it felt <laughs> and it, so peek behind the scenes. I know that he was a, a co-writer in this movie, so he probably gave himself some more stuff to do. Mm-hmm. And I really, it felt like he did. You know what I mean? It felt a little heavy-handed, kind of pumping up his character a little bit. But as a whole, I really enjoyed this movie. I don't think it's better than the first one. Um, but, you know, it's it's right in there with the second one, maybe a little bit higher than the second one for myself as, as far as those three movies go. But specifically, well... So before we go on further, do you have an answer to what else Jayla sure has do. been in? Uh, she has been in The Kingsman, The Secret Service, uh, Monsters, Dark Continent, and Street Dance 2. They also have her listed here in um, The Mummy, uh, 2017, and The Coldest City, 2017. So those must be uh, future roles. So. Coming soon, The Mummy. <laughs> so what... You you said that you liked it better than Beyond or Into Darkness, right? Mm-hmm. But not Much better. better than Star Trek the yep. nineteen or the two thousand nine movie. No, that the, the first one will always have a special place for me because like it was the first first instance of something Star Trek that I enjoyed, um, and I loved how it split off from everything else and made its own path and made it. It was really cool seeing both Spock in the same movie. Um, and having that intertwine with some of that old fan service for everybody else. Uh, but this one took on its own path on a story that I didn't see coming. Like, I watched a couple of the trailers. I had no idea the twists and turns they were going to do with this. Um, the old crew. The, you know, I don't want to... Are we allowed... Are, do we spoil stuff in here? Yeah, spoilers. Oh, spoilers. So... Crawl was actually a Federation captain, and I didn't see that coming at all. Like, I was blindsided with that. I was like, what? what? No. How? What? This is crazy. Um, 
And I thought for a minute there he was going to redeem himself and try to save all the people at the end there. I you thought that he, too. Actually. I had that. I was like, oh, my goodness. Are you going to have like this moment where you have clarity going, oh, wait, what am I doing? Um, the only thing that kind of left me hanging is uh, the death stick still out in space, just chilling. Anybody want to go pick that up? <laughs> just an idea. <laughs> let's, let's not leave the death stick outside of the big city base thing. Mm-hmm. Somebody needs to go get the death stick. Like, that should have been operation number one. Hey, we need to go get the death stick because we don't want someone to get it and then kill a bunch of people. Let's go get this. Doesn't that make sense? <laughs> yeah, I mean, I didn't even think about that. But, yeah, it's, it's kind of just chilling out there in space. It's it's just out there, so someone's going to find it, and the death stick's going to make a comeback. I'm just saying. <laughs> look out, folks. Ne- episode four, Into Death Sticks. <laughs> so with with this movie... You know, you can look at it. There's a lot of plot holes and things or things that you wanted more explanation on. For instance, why uh, why did he turn into a recognizable humanoid, you know, when he finally took that last bit before, you know, the climactic end? You saw him taking that life force before, but he never really changed back into a human form or anything. Mm-hmm. But why all of a sudden did he look like all those other people and I mean, well, did you notice he got younger every time he did it? Yeah, I, I, I noticed that. So maybe what he did was he took enough lives to bring him back to where he would have been human again. And that's why, if you notice, he goes from like looking mostly human to by the time he's fighting Kirk, his skin's starting to pale and gray again because he needs to suck more life or whatever. I want mean? to suck your blood. <laughs> Does that make sense though? Yeah. Like, so I didn't yeah. really notice that. Honestly, the presentation that I had uh, was at the Peoria Riverfront Museum uh, uh, Theater. And it was in 3D. They had the, the 3D showing was the first showing for some reason instead of the 2D. The screen was a little dark, so it was hard to make out some of those finer point details. Okay. So I want to see it in 2D in a brighter screen so I can really get the, you know, the storytelling that's done just by the color of the skin. I didn't notice that. Yeah. So I'm glad you brought that up. That's that's why I do the Regal RPX experience. RPX, that's where it's at. What is RPX? It's it's like Regal's version of an IMAX. It's uh, better than their standard screen. Um, it's bigger, uh, a lot brighter, um, has more colors. Um, but it's not as good as an IMAX. So it's like, it's like the Regal, more cost-effective version of IMAX. How big is the screen? Um, normally, they're in the biggest theater they have. I, 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 I've never actually like measured it, so I just know it's it's bigger <laughs> I than like. I want to see you up there with a tape measure. I just <laughs> want to ta- see you. I'm walking it is, off. Guys. Excuse me, folks. I need to know this for the next time I'm on. Line. That's entertaining. And I'm like, oh, you're that's entertaining. You must be Coach Ball. Like, yeah, because it's famous. Because this show rocks. <laughs> I'm a big fan. But uh, no, it's it's normally like the bigger. Um, like you'll have certain auditoriums, it's always it's always the biggest one because the screen's pretty pretty large. Okay. So. So. With with this movie, like you said, or like I said, there's a lot of questions that could be unanswered, but it seems that Mo has an answer to every question. So, <laughs> Mo, did you see Greg Grunberg in this movie? I don't even know that is. So, did you see the guy that was an X-wing pilot in Star Wars: The Force Awakens? I, again, you're you're making up words to me. <laughs> so, Greg Grunberg, 
He was a, an X-Wing pilot, Snap Wexley, in Star Wars The Force Awakens. And he was, in this movie, uh, he was like the guy that was kind of like in charge of the, was it the Jericho station? Or what would they call that station? York. York, New Yorktown? Yeah. Yeah, Yorktown. Yeah. Oh, so, the, th- the thick dude. Yeah, he was like, you know, it's a, it's a little, little... minority reporting it up over there, touching buttons mm-hmm. that don't exist. Okay, gotcha. Yeah, yeah, so, I saw him. It's kind of funny. Just to, he's in Star Wars, and then he's in Star Trek, like back to back. I'm like, man, that guy gets around. <laughs> so, what are, from your perspective, in this movie, what are some of the things that are going to stand out to you that might, you know, make you want to go see this again, or that make you really enjoy this movie above Into Darkness. Mm-hmm. The 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 things that I found the most exciting. There was a twist I wasn't ready for. Um when you when you saw um the second one, um you knew he was gonna be bad. Um what's his name? Khan? Like <clears throat> it started where you were like, oh well maybe it's gonna be different because he's was a bad dude in the other one. Maybe he's not gonna be bad this time. But you knew he was a mastermind and bad things were gonna happen. This one, um, I didn't see the alien chick being a traitor. Like, I had no clue. You didn't see um, that? No. I What? Dude. I was like, oh, no, they have her, they have her crew. Like, that that's, was... what, that's what I would do. I was, yeah. I was hook, line, and sinker. I was like, yeah, oh, no, help her. What are we going to do? Let's save all the people. No, that, that, was a, that was a bad person. That was telegraphed the entire way through. Like, even my, my wife and I were talking later, and she was like, yeah, why would you keep her with you and everything? Like... Why was she there the entire time? Why was she the, one of the last people off of the Enterprise? You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Well, again, uh, I'm not good at hitting curveballs. Um, I don't like to keep my chin in and follow it uh, on its break. And so maybe that's why I got fooled by this so bad. Um, but I I didn't see it when it happened. I was like, oh, man, get away. Yeah, kill her. Shoot her. Come do something. Let's go, Kirk. Drop the Enterprise on her. <laughs> Which is, that's, if you're going to settle an argument... That's that's a good way to settle it. Boom! You just got enterprise. Um, you just got enterprise. <laughs> but that was just it was a. I didn't see it coming, and then we go down, and I absolutely loved how they used Jayla's tech with the motorcycle to get all the passengers onto the onto the, the U.S. Franklin. So here's one thing, right? Like one second they were only able to enterprise or not enterprise. Franklin, USS Franklin, beam one person with Spock and Bones. Mm-hmm. And then not even 10 minutes later, they're doing multiple people. And then they're running on, and then they're on motorcycles. And I'm just like, how fast can Scotty work to get this thing up to amazing, you know? You know mm-hmm. what I mean? He was doing well, 20 people all together. He's just, I just, they, they made such a big deal about it early on. They could only do one and it might, you know, put you together. It might ways. slice them, yeah. 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 They made such a big deal about that. They dropped that line, and I was just like, "Seriously, within within ten minutes, you are now beaming twenty people into this ship, and then you're beaming a guy out on a motorcycle with another person." Well, think I'm gonna I'm gonna do it this way as a teacher. Um, the first time I teach a student how to write his or her name, it's sloppy. She she he or she might be missing a letter. Um, the Q might actually look like a taco. Things happen, um, and that, but the second time, and the third time, and the fourth time, and the fifth time, the more you put that knowledge into action, the more fluent and beautiful that name looks. 
until eventually they have this beautiful signature that they can go home and show mom and dad about. Yeah, first that time doesn't, that doesn't happen. First time he did minutes. it with Oh, it, remember they had to shorten it for the movie. It could have been an hour or no, two hours it or wasn't a couple that long. I don't know. <laughs> I, I didn't see a clock. Did you see a clock? It just it felt like it was really <laughs> truncated. You know what I mean? Yeah. So, but that that, that was my like again. I, I understand. Uh, for me, I was so w- in drawn in how awesome the scenes were that I wasn't focused on that technical aspect. Right, and obviously the the scenes were good, and it was very entertaining. This mo- this movie was quite you know enthralling the entire way through. You were you were at least yeah. I was. My uh, wife and I went through three it. tubs of popcorn and two sodas, and those are the big ones. So that, someone had to go get a refill. She did. We paid proxies for it the first time. <laughs> so, <sighs> so what did you think about the inclusion of the Beastie Boys in this movie? Oh my goodness! Okay, uh, no, no joke. That was my probably my favorite movie from the first one. Was Rebellious Kirk stealing the stepdad's car, <laughs> jumping it into a canyon, and then they bring the same song back, and it, like it's just everybody's nodding their head, and like we're in this huge battle sequence when you see Spock with one of these. Now I'm just like, yeah, this is so great. Um, I was having, I was having a blast. Like I thought it was awesome. I thought it was really cool. Like you know how I like crescendo and kind of putting music to, you know, things that happen on screen to use that crescendo. They in the song Sabotage where they do like, you know that that thing. Yep. That is at the exact same point where the Yorktown station figures out that they're broadcasting the song and they amplify the song broadcast, and then at that point all the ships start to blow up around them. I'm like, <laughs> that's actually pretty great. I like that. Yeah. I was I was I'm, I was hooked at that point in time. Like I'm leaning forward, just like so enthralled of this happening. It was. I thought it was just an awesome little throwback to that first one that that set the bar so high for me. Yeah. And I liked how, how your girl kept calling the Franklin her home. Don't wreck yep. my home. <laughs> You're wrecking my home. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it was actually, there were a lot of good funny parts to it, but there were a, a lot of somber notes, too, with, you know, how they tra- treated the death of Leonard Nimoy. Yep. And obviously, at the very end, they had the four Anton uh, as well. Early on, I know that the scene couldn't have been shot after his death, but when they said that, or they got the uh, scotch, yep. and they got it from Chekhov's locker, and they poured one out, and, and, was, and they, then they clicked with all three. Yeah, clicked yeah. all three together. I mean, that kind of they couldn't have filmed that for or after his after his death. That had to have been just kind of talking about loss, talking about the loss of his father. Really, because that that same day he lost his father. Mm-hmm. Um, Could have also been, you know, just for Leonard too. But, man, it felt like that was really a scene that was filmed or just the tone behind it was for Anton. Yeah. That, that, I literally thought that they made, did that scene after he passed. Like, that's how I was interpreting it. Like, they were trying to, like, do something right at the beginning to let you know our brother passed away. We miss him terribly. But we're going to make something he can be proud of and that his family can be proud of with what we have. Mm-hmm. Um, and they did. There were so many scenes where uh, there would be voiceover that it wouldn't show him, and I just thought that was so respectful to do. 
um, instead of putting a body and showing us this different person, they, I don't know if they did a voice actor or what they did to get the voice to sound like his, but then they just let you know, you know, they just didn't show you him, um, which I just thought was really, really respectful. Well, I think most of his, he probably did most of his ADR, his voice mm-hmm. dubbing and everything, because the, it had to have been completed by the time that he died. Mm-hmm. But, yeah. I mean, obviously, they also, part of the movie of the plot was with Leonard Nimoy, his passing, they, they treated that really well, too, um, and making that affect this the Spock in this movie. And they just, they treated it so well. Um, you know, they balanced the levity, you know, being respectful. Uh, it was a well-balanced movie, you know what I mean? It, it really... Yeah. It had action. It had you on the edge of your seat at times. It had you really in because of the music. It had you almost rolling a tear a couple times because of those scenes, obviously. And also, at the at the end of the movie, when Spock looks at the belongings of Ambassador Spock, and he sees that picture of the original Enterprise crew, mm-hmm. I mean, to you, it probably doesn't really do much. You're probably just like, oh, those must be the original guys. To me, kind of just looking at that picture and them showing that picture and really recognizing that crew as... Yeah, this is an alternate universe, but they still exist, and we're still, you know, beholden to these guys. And this is the crew that you may have grew up with. Mm-hmm. It was really a, a a nice touch. Now, I had a question: as as somebody who again wasn't a Star Trek fan to the first one, um, the original Sulu, what's his name? George Takei. Okay, I've seen him on a couple. Like he's been on Big Bang Theory a couple times. Um, now, I didn't. I didn't know was Su- was Sulu always um, gay, like in the old show, or was that just no one knew? As far as I know, it was just a nobody knew type situation. Okay. But because as... I wasn't sure if they were paying homage and like giving like a shout out for because um, Mister Decay is correct, right? So I was like, oh, maybe they're giving a shout out to him because he's been very vocal and. Um, helping community and outreach for the LGBT community. So here's the thing. That was the intention of Simon Pegg and the showrunners, right? Oh, That's awesome. to kind of okay. give that shout-out to George. But George didn't like it. Oh, I didn't know that. Because George actually came on a comment and said, you know, it's it's nice that they did this, but they don't think that... He doesn't think that it should have been uh, Sulu's character that was the the gay character they thought mm-hmm. that he thought that it should be someone else because George Roddenberry's vision for that wasn't necessarily the case so okay. really he didn't want to tarnish George Roddenberry's vision was it yeah I'm saying that right right Gene sorry Gene Roddenberry I knew it was a G mm-hmm. sorry I I just lost like all of my Trek cred out of there <laughs> Gene Roddenberry's vision so he appreciated the gesture but he just he wasn't really he didn't really want it to be his character because of that reason. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Cause it went against what the original creator was like had built. Right. It wasn't in the that, same that. keeping okay. of the character, gotcha. which this movie, by the way, is it released on the 50th anniversary of star Trek. I did not know that. I didn't know it'd been around that long. Yeah. Uh, at least that's what it says. Um, like it's celebrating 50 years of star Trek. I don't know how that actually is. Maybe, did the first series come out in '66? Maybe. Mm-hmm. Again, I have no, I have no idea. I thought it came out before that. 
but I could be wrong. But it said 50 years uh, that this was celebrating 50 years of this movie. So that's a, a long legacy they really have. They had, before my showing, there was it was at a museum, obviously. So the, a lot of times they do these little presentations before the premiere. And it was somebody talking about Star Trek and going on and talking about all the different, you know, all the different captains, all the different uh, different types of Star Trek, uh, not types, but generations you could call it of Star Trek. You'd do with the original Kirk series, with Picard, with uh, Voyager, with mm-hmm. um, Archer, and then the DS9. They went through and just kind of talked about that. And it was really kind of cool to see throughout the, the years how it's progressed and what Star Trek had brought to the table. You know, Gene Reddenberry created something like a, a the little tablet type scenario before we had iPads, right? Mm-hmm. And just different little things that are being created even now, like with medical utensils that uh, George Red Gene, good lord, Reddenberry had uh, already envisioned with those types of situations and those technologies. So it's really pretty cool. I, you know, this movie was as a whole a great a great 50 year celebration in a way um it didn't feel like you know bond 50 years when they had the 50 years of celebration with skyfall where how that kind of was everything wrapped up together but it really felt like a good culmination and a good hey we're we're here for 50 years we've been here we're going to go on for another 50 at this point it felt strong enough to look forward to a sequel Mm-hmm. Was there a hidden scene at the end? I don't believe so, but I don't know because oh. I didn't stay until at the very end. I normally do, but we were trying to go to the zoo, so I, we <laughs> didn't stay either. So I, I stayed until after like the the in loving memory of Leonard Nimoy and Four Anton. Mm-hmm. After that, that's when I uh, went ahead and walked out. I did enjoy listening to all the music though. Michael uh, Giacchino. Again, doing the score for this movie. Uh, obviously, the there's a Rihanna song that they made for this movie, too, that they played right at the beginning of the credits. And then the Beastie Boys inclusion. Very good audio in this, in this movie. Well done. And, you know, overall, good movie. I would say that it's worth watching in the theater, uh, especially if you are a fan of this series. If not... Just to test the waters, if you don't want to go to a theater just to to see if you would even enjoy it, go check out, like, go rent, or, you know, you can get it cheap rental online, too. The original Star Trek movie, not the original, the 2009 Star Trek reboot. That's, uh... That's, to me, that's the original. That's yeah, where it starts. That's where it started for you. That's your yeah. OG. <laughs> so, go check out the 2009 Star Trek reboot, and if you enjoy it at all, I think that you would really like in, uh, Beyond. I mean, you could, I guess, skip Into Darkness. Oh, easily. And, and just go to Beyond. In fact, um, you should skip. If you have never seen the Star Trek movies, just watch one, skip two, and go to three. <laughs> Don't watch two, ever. Under any reason. However, if you're a fan of Benedict Cumberbatch, then you might want to watch two. That's just a fun name to say. Benedict Cumberbatch. I think I caught that once in high school. <laughs> uh, I hope not. <laughs> So, any final thoughts on Star Trek Beyond? Um, because I know a lot of people in Hollywood listen to That's Entertaining, because it's the most entertaining podcast on the interwebs. Um, writers, people who do the Star Trek stuff, do me a favor. If you don't give Sophia an awesome role, 
you wasted the entire fourth movie. So don't make it if she's not in it being awesome sauce. What if she has her own spinoff movie? I would watch that a hundred times. (laughs) There you have it. (laughs) In theater. Mo really wants a spinoff movie of Gina. What was her name? Uh, Layla. Right? What was it? Wasn't it Layla? No, it was Jenna or Jenna. Jayla. 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 Yeah, there you go. Leela, Jayla, Jenna, whatever. Jayla. So there you go. For me, I think it was a great movie. Like I said, I think that it's worth watching in theaters. Uh, The 3D experience I had was just not the best, so I can't really speak to the 3D quality, but definitely uh, a good movie to go check out in the theater if you want to go check out a Star Trek movie or just a sci-fi movie in general. It's it's really good. So, Mo, can people catch you on Xbox Live or on Twitter anywhere? They sure can. On Xbox Live, it's Coach Mahoney. On Twitter, it's Coach Hulk. And you can catch me on Xbox Live. I am Spider Jedi on Xbox Live, or I am Sith Nightmare on Twitter. And just want to give a shout out again to the Flux Deposed podcast. The guys over there have been uh, putting out some quality content pretty regularly. So go check them out. Again, uh, Stranger Things is a. A good recommendation from them. In fact, their last podcast was entitled Watch Stranger Things. So shout out to Jason and the guys over at Flux Deposed, uh, Jason and Lucas. Also, the Play Some Video Games guys are in weeks, week in and week out, putting out content like podcasts, reviews, videos, all kinds of stuff. And Coach Mo is one of the guys over there who's putting stuff that out pretty regularly too. What's the last thing that you were able to publish out on the site, Mo? Uh, the Pokemon Go review. Pokemon Go. Yep. Very cool. So, you can find the show at EntertainingPod on Twitter, and you can email us, that's entertaining at gmail.com. Ladies and gentlemen, we thank you for listening, and we hope that you have been entertained.